Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Church in the Basement. We are back together. Uh, We haven't been back together since uh, Thanksgiving, so hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving uh, and, and were able to posture your heart in a place where you were truly thankful. And I I hope you had an opportunity to get around people you love and care about and eat some good food and really just, it, God smiles when we are in a place of just, just being thankful. And I hope that time was like that for you. Um, and that, that really ushered you into um, a place where, a place of gratitude a place of being grateful for everything we do have in the midst of a wild year, a very wild year. Today, I'm really excited. We are wrapping up uh, John 12. We're right at the tail end. And remember, we've had this discussion through Jesus um, talking through a, a, a lot of different things after these Greeks, um, these Gentiles, these non-Jewish people were seeking Jesus out. And this was sort of the turning point where people were coming outside of the, outside of Israel, outside of the Jewish faith, were, were seeking Jesus. And this was marking the time that the time is now when Jesus would do what he came to accomplish. And so we are leading up to that in verse 44. Uh, we are going to read from here through the rest of the chapter, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So here we go. It says, and Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words, and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. These are powerful words. And and Jesus paints this picture uh, again as he has clearly been sent by the father. And I know you've heard me say this before, but as we talk about the Trinity, it really is best explained the three persons of God, one God, as Israel would recite every morning, blessed is our Lord. The Lord is one, one God, three persons. So there's the father who wills it all. 
There's the son who carries out the will of the father, even to the extent that we see in Colossians that, that Jesus was the vessel of all creation, that, that basically as God touches earth, that it's all poured through Jesus. So we've got father, the father who, who wills it all, Jesus who carries out the will of the father, and then the Holy Spirit, which is the delight between the two. And really at this point, after the death and resurrection of Christ that we're leading up to here in this scripture, after Jesus has died on the cross for the sins of the world to defeat death and sin and to raise again so that we could be filled with his spirit, the spirit is really the delight between us and God now too, that, that the spirit Jesus describes as the helper that he would send, that that the spirit would be the one to lead us, guide us as the father and the son are together, that as the father who's willing it all, the son has sat down at the right hand of the father. And now the way that we interact with the person of God is through the spirit. And so we see this picture of how Jesus operated on earth, that he was led Um, that as he communed with the father, it was through the spirit and he was led by the father that everything that he did, it says here in verse 50, and I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore I say, as the father has told me. So he's following the directions of the father. And we got into this a few weeks ago that, that as his soul is troubled, as he is troubled heading towards the cross, he knows that it's what he has to do because the father has asked him to do it. Um, and so he's painting this picture, but then he starts talking about this, this belief, right? Those who believe and those who reject him, he says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. So that contrast that we've talked about where he is the light and where he is not is darkness. Remember, darkness is the absence of light. So we have that, that contrast there, that where light is, it's lit up. And where darkness is, um, it means there is no light there. So he's referring to himself as the light. And it says, if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Now, this is a perfect opportunity to jump into this topic. And maybe we've skimmed on it a few times before here on the podcast. But judgment is something that by and large, we we don't understand. Because maybe we have put our, our at least with the, in the English language, we have a certain definition of what it means to judge or what a judge is or this idea of judgment. And in coming from this place where Jesus is saying, hey, I'm doing this on behalf of the Father and that we see Jesus as almost this ambassador to a cosmic police officer. And that is so not the case. And we even get confused with Um, I heard a pastor, I I clicked on some sermon on YouTube the other day, and I heard a pastor teaching out of 1 John 4, and he was talking about, uh, what it talks about is testing the spirits, and when he said testing the spirits, he said 
test. So judge. So yes, we're not called to be judges, but we're supposed to judge the spirit. But he sort of, he was doing some acrobatics there to twist those together because the word test and the word judge in scripture are completely different words. There are several uh, different words for judgment. And I think one's kainos, one's crisis with a K. Um, and there's Bema, which is the judgment seat, which is more like a throne, right? Um, but but the word test is like dikamos, I think, and it's a completely different word. It's it's not talking about anything remotely compared to any of those other judgment words, but we wrap those things together. And we see God as this God, even, even coming from a a pastor who preaches on a regular basis and, and and is in scripture all the time. And I'm not like faulting him. I understand. I, I make mistakes all the time as I'm navigating scripture, but we get these things twisted and we think we're here to be tested that we think Jesus came and he laid out this way so that, so that there's this right and this wrong and this correctness. But but what Jesus is saying is I came to save the world. We feel like we have this perception that, that God has come and he's died on the cross and he gave us life so that he could thrust judgment upon us. And that is so not the case. And we hear that coming from the word from Jesus's mouth here. He says, I did not come to judge. I came to save and what he's thrusting upon us and he's thrusting in front of us is not judgment, but it's grace and it's mercy. It's his love and it's the way. He's not sitting there in, in, in John 14, which we'll go over. He's not sitting there saying, disciples, I am the, way, the right way. He's saying, I am the way. He's saying, I created you for a certain reason to receive love and to give love that you would be filled up by my love and you would pour out my love on this world. I, I didn't create you to, to judge you and to test you and to put you through the ringer. <laughs> he created us to, to be loved by him. And, and it's as simple as this. It, as he goes on, he says, the one who rejects me and does not receive my word has a judge, has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So what he's saying is the word of God, the story of redemption, the story of his, of love come down to rescue his people that will judge him. And it's in this kind of a way. I want you to imagine a yellow room and a green room, right? So if you are in the yellow room and you walk into the green room, you are no longer in the yellow room. You are now in the green room. And if you exit the green room and you walk into the yellow room, you are no longer in the green room. You are in the yellow room. So if you receive the word of God, if, if you believe it, if you read it, believe it, and you trust in Jesus and you submit your life to him, then you are walking in the way of Jesus. You are submitted to him and you're walking with him. If you come to the light, you are in the light because you are near to it. And where you are, the light is, and the light is with you. 
And so darkness cannot exist in that space. But if you walk away from the light, it's dark. If you reject what the word of God says, if you reject the free gift of grace and love and purpose and mercy and joy, then you are in darkness, you're in destruction, you're in pain and you're in hurt. It's that simple. It's not that Jesus is putting this judgment on you. It's that judgment is just on you. It's not placed upon you by him. It's because you have chosen judgment. It's just on you. It's it's what you have chosen in rejecting Jesus Christ. And putting it in this plane of terms, I just want to encourage you today. Like, as he moves forward in this text, he says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me the commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that this commandment is eternal life. He has come to bring eternal life to a lost people, to a people who's walking around in darkness, in destruction, in hurt and in pain. And that's why he came to the earth, not to judge the earth, but to save it, to bring eternal life. His wish for you is that you would receive his word, that you would believe in him, that that you would accept the free gift of grace and you would walk in love, that you would walk in the way, the way that he created you for, like he, he purposed you for. He loves you so much and he wants to meet with you daily. He sent his helper to live inside of you. The word says that, that Jesus actually said, I will tear down this physical temple in three days. I will raise it back up. And that temple is you and that the spirit would dwell inside of you and that judgment wouldn't rest upon you. But the very spirit of God, love and life, that's what he wants for you. He loves you. And he came to save the world. That's you. That's me. He is no cosmic police officer. He is a God who created you and purposed you and loves you so much. Would you take time this week to sit down with him, to learn about him as we read books of the Bible, like, like, like the gospel of John, we get to discover who Jesus is. And in turn, we learn who the father is. We learn what love looks like. We learn what life looks like, what joy and purpose, like the person of Jesus who comes where goodness comes from. You know why everything was good in creation? It's because it came from the person of goodness. It all flowed from who God is, his person, his personality, his, his, his image was was created in us. He created us to bear his image, his love and his life and his light. Would you walk in that today and not be so scared of this judgment, but would you walk freely with God, talk with Jesus, commune with his spirit, be led by his spirit in the same way that Jesus is led by the Father 
as we see him walk the earth in the gospels, Jesus has sent his spirit to lead us just like the father led him to guide us, to discern where we should go, the way we are to walk. We have been given such a precious gift. And as we come close to the season of Christmas, where we, where we, we really lean in and recognize the gift of who Jesus is, was, and will always be. Could we start to, to reframe our minds around the fact that we have been given such a precious gift and that gift is life and life with him. Let's be blessed by these words today and let the burden be lifted off us that we don't, we haven't given our lives to a God who, who thrusts judge judgment upon us, but we give our lives to a God, a savior who came to graciously, mercifully bring peace and love and joy to our lives through his person, through who he is. He's given us access to him. Spend time with him this week. Hey, I love you guys. I can't wait to be back with you next week. Um, Yeah, just have a great week. Spend time with the Lord and be led by his spirit. Be encouraged and, and read his word. Hey, I love you guys. Talk to you next week. Looking forward to it.